Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Los Angeles Unified School District workers begin a three-day strike today, a labor action that will affect hundreds of thousands of people across the city. With more details, here's my California Report co-host Saul Gonzalez. Saul? Mari, the three-day strike by members of SEIU Local 99 involves about 30,000 school district employees. They include teachers' aides, bus drivers, janitors, cafeteria workers, and other support staff. UTLA, the union representing classroom instructors, says its members won't cross picket lines in solidarity, meaning schools will have to stay closed. Union officials accuse the school district of unfair labor practices like intimidation and worker surveillance during drawn-out negotiations over a new contract for employees. Among its demands, the union wants a 30% pay increase for workers, many of whom only work part-time and struggle to make ends meet. Fatima Grayson is a special education teacher's assistant. We're not getting an equitable wage to feed families, have housing. A lot of uh, people that do work for LASD have to work two jobs. The district is offering wage increases of about 15% over the next three years, plus one-time bonus payments, and a minimum starting salary of $21.76 an hour for union members. In the days leading up to the labor action, the district superintendent, Alberto Carvalho, said he was ready to keep negotiating to avoid a strike. Let it not be written or said that if a strike happens, it's because we were not willing to do everything we could to avoid it. The strike will be a major disruption for the country's second-largest school district, a district still recovering from the effects of the COVID pandemic and the loss of classroom instruction time. During the strike, academic material and study guides will be posted online for students. Los Angeles County libraries are also welcoming students who need a safe place to study during the day if they can't stay at home. LAUSD officials say the district will try to continue limited food service for students who depend on schools for their daily meals. Food will be distributed at local recreation centers and parks by community volunteers. Madi? Thanks, all. That's the California Report, Saul Gonzalez. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country, on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. 
make sure you're following The Political Scene. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. The 12th atmospheric river this winter is set to once again pummel California. During past storms, washed-out roads and fallen trees have isolated many residents in rural communities. But that hasn't stopped emergency responders from rescuing people. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg has the story of a heroic paramedic in the Sierra foothills. During a recent storm, Jessica Farmer started her shift at Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital at noon. We get our rig started up, and at 12.05, the call went out for a possible heart attack, uh, severe chest pain. The 36-year-old pulled her blonde hair back into a ponytail and zipped up her coat. Grass Valley Medic Board's responding. All right, where are we headed? Farmer and her partner set out on slick icy roads with snow pelting the windshield as they wound through deep forest to the top of a canyon. And we got to an opening that had been basically where the snowplow had stopped. The patient's house is still at least a mile ahead. So they continue driving. But there were many obstacles on the slushy road. There were cars broken down. We had to help shovel, dig people out. There was multiple trees that we had to cut with chainsaws and throw heavy rounds off the hill. Two hours later, they had barely covered a half mile. And Farmer realizes her toes are completely numb. I did not come down with snow pants, snow socks. And so I get a little worried. Any other situation in life, I think I would have just given up at that point. Like, this is too hard. But this is a 911 call. This is a patient having a heart attack. I, you, you have to make this work. This is going to be the hardest day of your life, but you, ha- you have to work. She receives a report from dispatch that the patient's pain is getting worse. So they forge ahead on foot, post-holing through waist-deep snow, until finally a large house with a deck comes into view. Seeing that house was just the most, like, just pure happiness. They check the patient's heart. He's still breathing. We then told the patient that the road was disastrous, that we had to walk him. He then tells us that he has a broken hip. Farmer takes a deep breath and then immediately pulls off her wet socks, borrows a few dry pairs from the patient, and then wraps her feet in plastic bags and duct tape. I went and found a tarp and a sled. It was like a little tiny sled, too. It was like a little kid's sled to bundle him up like a burrito and pulled him out like a dog sled team. Five hours later, they finally get back to the hospital. Farmer helps admit the patient to the ER. Unfortunately, he does survive. And she's just one of the healthcare workers who saved lives during the ferocious storm. That week, many of her colleagues slept at the hospital. And a doctor snowshoed over closed roads to care for a sick child who was trapped at home. This feels like something you would celebrate. But then it's like, no, you just kind of go back to on to the next day. She never had time to process what happened in the forest. 
Less than an hour later, another call came through. A 24-year-old man accidentally shot himself in the pelvis. Farmer's Ambulance was back out in the storm on the icy road. For The California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg in Nevada City. And that's The California Report for Tuesday, March 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for The California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 846 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. The James Irvine Foundation. Accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at irvineawards.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.Dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.